What's up, guys? On today's episode, we are very excited to be talking about a very important part about flipping, which is negotiation. And it's kind of an art to be able to negotiate. And it's something that some people, it comes naturally, and some people, it's a little harder. So we're going to dive into that skill that you can totally learn. The Reseller Hangout Podcast is all about helping you grow, scale, and thrive in your reselling business. We're Rob and Melissa with Flea Market Flipper and have been in the resale biz for over 20 years. Not only do we buy and sell awesome items on a weekly basis, we also coach other resellers how to take their business to the next level. In this podcast, we are committed to bringing you great guests who love to share their tips, tactics that will help you level up in your current reselling business. So let's go. All right, guys. So check it out. This is a skill that definitely feels weird when you try to learn how to get better at negotiation. But the good thing is anybody can learn it. Absolutely. And the more that you practice, the more that you do it, the better you get at it. It's like muscle memory. I was going to say, it doesn't have to feel bad. Like there are good ways to do it and there are bad ways to do it, which we're going to dive into both of those because you can do it very tactfully and you can do it untactfully. Untactfully, is that a word? I'm not I sure. But we're, so we're going to dive into both ways and what to do and what not to do. That's right. And there are two different ways for negotiation. One is in person, whether that's at a thrift store, a flea market, um, wherever, a yard sale, wherever you're at in person. And then there's another one we're going to talk about is actually through an app where you're actually reaching out through text um, to negotiate the deal. So uh, very, both are very, very important. One is a lot easier than the <laughs> other, but we're going to dig into both of those right now as well. So why is learning how to negotiate important for our business? Great question. <laughs> well, the negotiation is where you get your best deal on the item. And in as a flipper, um, your money is made in the buy. So you want to get the items as cheap as you possibly can uh, on the front end. So the back end, you can make more money. And that's the goal of negotiation. Yeah, because we we do have to take into account eBay fees or whatever platform you're selling on your fees, your shipping. shipping and your time. So your time is valuable. So you, it has to be worth it for you to get. So you still make a profit on it. Um, so that's where the negotiation comes in very handy whenever you're trying to find your items at a good deal. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and one comes to my mind just recently that we actually reached out online, oh, yeah. uh, for an app that we, uh, an, uh, off, I think this was offer up or this was offer up. It was offer up. Yep. So this one we actually negotiated on offer up, and it was a chiropractic bed, a high low bed, a bed that lifts up like this. Um, I reached out to the guy. Uh, he had just listed it a couple hours before, listed it for six hundred or six fifty. Yeah. Um, I reached out and said I would do it for three fifty. I'd give him three fifty for it. Didn't hear anything back from him for a week, and then I got a message from him. Hey, if you can come pick this thing up today or tomorrow, uh, you can have it for free. Um, that's awesome because our <laughs> money is made in the buy. It had one problem with it. One of the hydraulics lines he broke um, when he was moving it to his new office. And he said that in the listing. I didn't, I mean, hydraulic lines are not that hard to fix. So um, I actually knew it wouldn't be a big deal. I went and picked it up the next day. We fixed the hydraulic line for, I think it was $3. Yeah, $3 from Ace. <laughs> $3 apart, $3 from Ace, put it back together and it worked beautifully. So we have $3 into this unit um, that we're going to solicit it for between $2,000 and $2,400. Um, we got no money into it. 
And all that's made it because we got a good we deal. Had it to is move it. It is very, very <laughs> And that's heavy. exactly why he let it, which we were both like, why didn't he just take your 350? Because you would have still paid it, but he needed it gone then. He and did. he'd already moved in a new chair. He'd yep. already he didn't have room for it. It was upstairs on a three-story office building. Yep. Um, and he just needed it gone. And you don't know people's situations. So, and that's what we'll dive into that too. Because a lot of times people are selling this stuff because they need it gone. So and but remember, mm-hmm. he was asking, it was either six or six hundred, yeah. So six hundred dollars in. I came in at my price of 350. I try not to go uh, 50% of what he was asking. I try to go a little over 50%. Sometimes I'll do that. I would still make money at buying it for 350 um, and turning around and selling it for 2,000, 2,400, 2,500 bucks, whatever it is. So I was willing to go that. But when he came back and said free, if you can pick it up immediately, that's when I jump on it. And free is always awesome. Last year, we made um, $8,500 on an ice cream machine that the same instance happened. A lady. Big thing. She wanted gone. Absolutely. She couldn't use it. There was absolutely nothing wrong with this. Didn't need any repairs or anything like that. She said, listen, I want this out of the back of my shop. It's big. I don't have time for it. I contacted her within like 20 minutes of her posting it. She said, come pick it up. I went straight there as quick as I could. I got my trailer and I got it. Got it for free, and then we sold it. It actually that one actually took us. It was a specialty ice cream machine, so it took us over. I think it took us a little over a year to sell that one, but eighty five hundred dollars, a hundred percent profit because of um, the price that we got it for. So yeah, people oh, don't we didn't really have to negotiate that one. That one no. was actually listed yeah. for free. Yeah, it was listed for free. You just had to be there quick. That's it. <laughs> so and people wonder that like, well, how can you get that stuff for free? And it's because people are want to get rid of that. Yeah. A lot of things you don't you don't know their situation. She just wanted it out of her shop. She didn't want the hassle of moving it. So you never know. Um, so we kind of talked about apps. So let's dive into those. Yeah. Apps first. is a great place to start. So this is the cool thing about apps is it does not feel that uncomfortable <laughs> when you're negotiating, just like that guy. I didn't have to see him face to face when I, he had $600 listed. I didn't have to go through any uncomfortableness of, uh, Hey, would you take less for it? I didn't have to do that. All I did was send him a simple message and saying, sometimes I'll tell people, Hey, this is all that I can afford, uh, not to insult you, but would you take $350 for it? I have cash. I can pick it up today. Um, sometimes those are just the messages that I send. Make sure in this, I don't know how long I'm going to sit on this. So $350 is a decent size investment for something that I might sit on for six months. I don't know how long I'll sit on it. Um, but my estimate is I'll sit on it for a month or two, probably. Um, so that was what I was willing to pay. Was it worth $600? Absolutely. It was worth $600, but not to me knowing on the back end of it is where I have to make my money and I might have to sit on it for a little while and store it. So, um, that is one of the best things you can do. Do not be afraid to offer people. Now I wouldn't have gone in and offered this guy 50 bucks for something he's got listed for 600. (laughs) He'd laugh at me and he would probably never even return a message or anything like that. So you have to be, that's where kind of tactfulness comes in. Um, when you're on an app, when you're actually messaging someone, don't totally undercut them. Um, I mean, try to a little bit, but at the same time, there are people wanting to get rid of it. And some people turn their nose up and won't reply. Absolutely. And some people are like, sure, come pick it up right now. But it doesn't hurt. Maybe one out of 10 of those that you offer the money to will accept it because they're just ready to get rid of it. They don't have any other means to get rid of it other than throwing it away. And you're giving them some money to where they're, they're getting rid of it in a, in a timely manner. So. Or they will not reply to you and come back a week, a month later when they haven't sold it. And they and have to get rid of it immediately. Of it, and then they contact you again and they say, sure, come get it for 50 bucks or yep. come get whatever it is. So, so it is a lot easier on the apps when you're doing offer up uh, Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, Craigslist is a little bit different because they more deal with phone numbers and text messages, yeah. but you can still text somebody and ask them to take less for it. Um, so it is a lot easier to do that, to send a message to somebody um, and offer them a lot less than it is actually being face to face with 
somebody. That is where it gets a little intimidating. It's a little harder to do. And that's where you absolutely have to be tactful when you're doing that. So where do you do that at? The flea market, yard sales, uh, thrift Sometimes stores. thrift stores. Absolutely. And yeah, so you can totally, you, you would be surprised how many times like you can offer something less at a thrift store, that, especially once you are there enough and you can yeah. get to know the manager, they know that you're a repeat customer. Um, they can give you some stuff for yeah. at a discount. So. And I even think about uh, a steam room that we recently purchased. We haven't sold it yet. Oh, yeah. uh, bought it from a Goodwill, not in our town, one town over. So we go to it. Uh, often, but not super, super often. It's not like we know everybody in there. Yeah. Um, but we went in there and it was $200. Um, and I went up to the, the cashier lady and I said, Hey, uh, is there a manager here? I want to see if we can, if you guys would take any less on this. And I've done this before at Goodwills and they will take less. Some people will take less. Depends um, on the manager. It does. And uh, <laughs> the cashier calls the manager and says, I hope you don't get the bad manager. And so we start joking around. The nice one. Yeah. And uh, as the manager's walking up, she goes, yeah, that's the mean one. And I was like, oh, great. You had to get the mean one for me. So anyways, the manager came up and I said, Hey, is there, would you do any less for this? Would you do like $150? And she goes, no, we just marked it down from like $600 to $200. And I was like, wow. So anyways, we bought it. We bought it for $200 and we have it listed for $2,000. We probably could have waited and come back a week later and it would have been less. Probably could have, but that's okay. Like I said, that one was worth it for me. I could have either, um, walked away from it and been like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to walk away that that's too much for me to spend. Or I could pay the money, which we did. We paid the two, the $200, knowing that I was going to get roughly 2000, 1800 to 2000 for it. Um, and I'd have to sit on it for a little bit. So, um, they didn't negotiate. I tried to negotiate and they didn't do it. Um, but we still bought it because it was not a deal breaker for us. $200 was not insane, um, for that item for us to 10 times our investment. Um, so that's one of those things that in person, and that's just me thinking about, one recently that we did at a thrift store, it's thrift stores, Goodwill, Salvation Army, those big thrift stores are a little bit harder to do it, but it is definitely possible. And I will try it every time I'm trying to buy something that's a little bit bigger. I will always try to negotiate to see if I can get the price down. they can't move some of that stuff Absolutely. Too, so they want it, they want it moved. Um, but sometimes the like one-off thrift stores can be a little bit easier, yep. especially once you get to know them. But the mo- majority of in-person negotiation takes place at like a flea market or yard, yard sales. sales. So you're in person, you're browsing the items. Like sometimes the person's standing there, sometimes they're not. Yep. So how, how do you do that? Absolutely. So <laughs> in person, like I said, you want to be tactful here as well. And this might be at a yard sale. This might be somebody's stuff. Right. So you cannot totally undercut them horribly. You cannot tear down the item they that you're looking at. They have an attachment at. to it. Exactly. The so flea you, market, not so much. No, yeah. you have to tactfully do it. Um, and a lot of times there's something that you can even ask is uh, if they give you the price on it, you can say, hey, are you negotiable on that price before you even start anything? Um, and some of them, if they're ready to get rid of it, they'd say, yeah, make me an offer. Um, that's where you can, you know, start the dance, start saying, well, um, is there any way you could do this price for it? Is there any way you can do $20 for it? Um, I, I would take it for $20 and then they'll come back and maybe say 25 whatever it is. Um, but that's where you can start the dance with them. Don't start picking the item apart and saying, Hey, there's a scratch here. Hey, this piece is broken on it. They know that, you know, that if it's a deal breaker, don't go in and insult people. You do not want to insult somebody, especially that it's their stuff. Flea market. When you build a relationship, like we have relationships with some of our vendors, some of our vendors, I know when I walk up and ask how much something is, they double the price immediately. So if I ask somebody else to go and ask for that price, the price comes down half price. That's because they know me. They know I'm reselling it and they know that I'm going to try and talk them down on the price as well or offer so them start less. Higher. Absolutely. So um, I think about a mower that I bought uh, just last week. I bought a mower and uh, from a vendor I met at the flea market, I built a close relationship with him. He's a friend now, uh, always shooting me deals that he's got. 
he started out at the mower at $1,200. And I wrote, I, well, he, this is going through text. I wrote him back and said, yeah, I can't, I can't pay that much for it. Um, there's not enough profit in it for me. He goes, well, what will you pay for it? And I said, I'll give you 800 bucks. And he goes, ah, yep, that's fine. Do $800 and I'll do it. So I didn't even have to work that hard, but he always inflates his prices because he knows I'm going to offer him less. And he doesn't want to start at $800 and then not have any meat on the bone for me to negotiate because he knows I want to get a deal on it. So um, one of those things, but definitely be tactful. Don't don't rip people's stuff apart. I mean, at the flea market too, sometimes those people are, have their own stuff and sometimes yeah. they're selling it from a storage auction. So you never want to be disrespectful. You never want to be untactful. You want to definitely just try to talk to them and ask them. And the easiest way to start learning the negotiation is, hey, are you negotiable on that? Is this something that you'll take less for? Um, just saying something that easily, then you know if they're willing to take less and then you can offer them a little bit less. They might You might come down with an offer and then they'll come back to you, but it's a dance back and yeah. forth. I was going to say when you're talking about it being kind of a dance. So, um, a lot of times when we are at the flea market, you'll go and look at an item, you know, ask the price or maybe ask if they're negotiable or just, you just usually ask the price. And then, um, you look at it for a little while and then you walk away. So Sometimes that, I'll snap a picture of it. Yeah. If yeah. I need to know the brand name or the uh, model number. I'll, I might snap a picture of it real quick on my phone so I can walk away. And sometimes um, they even like, as you're walking away before you even, because you're walking away so you can walk around the flea market and look up the item and see what it's worth. So yeah. you're walking away and they're like, Oh, actually like it was $30 like here, $20. Like take it. I think that happened with the Jaeger machine. Remember? Like you were just going to go walk away and look yeah, up. I think you started at $50 and, and then you walk 20 or 25 and 25 you bucks before anything. I didn't even try to negotiate with him, but he didn't want to lose the seller. So that's what he came back yeah, and he didn't said. Lose the sale. So he just, so, and you're like, okay, that's fine. So <laughs> 20 bucks. I ain't going to lose money on that. I'm going to sell for parts for $20 and that would be easily. So that's one of those things that, yeah, some places, some flea markets, they don't want to lose the buyer and they will negotiate with you when you're not even trying to negotiate yeah. just so they don't lose but, the sale. Yeah. Walking away is a, pe- a mm-hmm. part that is very helpful when you're doing a ne- negotiation. Now you're doing it, not really, you're not trying to get them to come down. No. You're doing it the first time so I can research. So you can research it and then you come back and if they won't go down any then maybe you'll be like okay, I can't do that right now and walk away and then you might still get the sale. Yeah. So and that's one of those great things is don't be afraid to walk away. Even if you are trying to uh a lot of the stuff that we buy, we don't know what it's worth. We just we have an inkling that it looks expensive. So we're going to walk away and do the research. One of the ones that come up to, to, to mind is that knee, a knee rehabilitation machine. I looked at it. I walked past it the first time thinking that it was a chintzy, a junky machine. The second time I came back, I actually touched it and it was heavy. It was like 30 or 40 pounds for a knee rehab machine. And that's when I asked the guy how much it was. He told me, I think a hundred dollars, uh, I think it was 80 or hundred bucks for it. Um, and I said, okay, let me think about it. I snapped a picture of it so I could get the model and the thing walked to the car. My hands were full anyway. So walked to the car to unload, did the research on it and saw that they were selling between, I think it was six and $800 is what they were selling for. So I was like, I'm not going to lose money on this. Let me go back and see what I can do. I threw two things together. This is also a great part of negotiation. I threw two chairs that he had that he was selling with the knee thing. And I did the whole thing. I think it was 80 bucks for everything. So bundle, I got, bundle it together. <laughs> bundle together on some of these things that people have multiple things that you can make money on. Now we kept the chairs. They were Tommy Bahama chairs. We need for we the need kids. for soccer. Yeah, the soccer games that we go to. So they're in really good shape. So we got those for 20 bucks. We got the knee machine for um, $60 is what ended up paying for it. Um, and then we turned around and sold that thing in two weeks for, or 1800 or yeah, $1,600? $1,600. $1,600. We sold that thing in two weeks. So we even made almost double what I was expecting to. Um, but it's one of those things that I offered him less. If he had said no, he wouldn't have done it. I would have paid the money. But it's one of those things that I always feel like I need to see if they will come down any um, because our money is made in the buy. If something was broken on the machine, 
if something was wrong on it and I had to part it out, I might not have made that much money, um, but I was not going to lose money. And especially if I can get them down on the price before I buy it. Yeah. And so, yeah, be not, don't be afraid to walk away. And actually you're doing it to do research, but um, you could, you can even do research. It's kind of rude, I guess, to do research right in front of them, but no. most people are staring at their phones anyway. Yeah, so you kind of don't notice that. But I don't do that. I no, feel like, rather I feel disrespectful doing that um, to somebody. So I'll walk away, do the research and then I'll come back. And then that's when we'll do it. And even you can still walk away once you know what it's worth and they give you too high of a price. You can say, okay, that's a little bit out of my budget, but thank you. I appreciate your time. Walk away. And if they start coming back and saying, Hey, what about 60 bucks? Would you do 60? You can turn around and say, if you do 60, then great. Or say, you know, I really can't go that if you would do $50, they're giving you permission to give them an offer. Um, Like I said, if they're offering you for 60, I wouldn't come back and say, Hey, I'll give you $10 for that. That's just (laughs) They're going to yeah laugh at you, put your no- their nose mm-hmm. up you and just out of spite, mm-hmm. not even talk to you. So that's one of those things that if they're willing to negotiate, see what they'll go to. If, they, if they're trying to get you at 60 bucks and you know the thing might be worth $200, you know, turn around and say, listen, I can really do 40, not to insult you, but that's really all I can do on it um, and see if they'll go to 40 bucks and, you know, make you a couple hundred bucks on the deal. So yeah. um, I think the one of the biggest parts of it too is like you have to, you'll gain the confidence the more you do it, but, but be polite and yes. be friendly. Those two things like polite and friendliness go a long way. Like you're not trying to, you're just trying to get it at the best deal for you to still make a profit. You're not trying to take any money away from somebody. If they want to do it, it's there. If they don't, that's fine too. So and um, that's how we've actually built relationships at the flea markets by being polite. Sell to you often. (laughs) Absolutely. They get our phone number. Like I said, the one guy that I built contact with probably six years ago, he's got my phone number. He texts me stuff throughout the weekends. Like, Hey, you want to buy this? Hey, you want to buy that? I don't have any competition when I get onto a relationship with somebody like that. And I still negotiate with him. He tells me what he's asking for it. I tell him what I'll pay for it. He'll either say yeah or no, and then we'll do the deal or we won't do the deal. So that's um, a huge thing is building relationships too, which we talk about a lot too. And that's something we never did in the beginning. And the last five, six years, you really make like, you're, really if you're there it. at the flea market every weekend, it's hard to not, you know, which vendors are, you talk have to more stuff, and it. have the stuff that you like. So, and the majority of my vendors are people who do this for a living. So they're buying from, they're um, doing the same thing. They're buying from action auctions, and auctions then- from storage auctions, or one of my vendors is he's getting stuff from, he's got connector connections with vendors who are scrapping stuff. So he's getting a lot of his stuff for next to nothing, if not free. And then he's turning around and selling it to me. But they have businesses where they're coming into multiple uh, multiple items throughout the week, and then they're trying to unload the items, whether they take and it they, to the scrapyard or they sell it to people like me. And they could totally sell it on eBay and ship it as well, but they don't want to. A no. lot of them don't want to bother with it because their model is just a different business model. So They want their money quick. Yes. So. And our model is not that. We will sit on stuff sometimes if the money is there, like this bed, um, this chiropractic bed that we just talked about. 2,400 bucks. I'm, I, I, I was doing some research, so I probably will list this for $2,400. Um, that's worth it to me sit on for, you know, a couple months and then have to bring down the price. If I have to maybe go to 1999, maybe go to $2,000, but at $2,400, I'm below everybody else who has one of these beds. I have awesome feedback for large items. So somebody who's really in the market for it and the bed, this is probably a, uh, I would say a six or $7,000 uh, chiropractic bed that I'm offering for $2,400 and it's in great shape. It's working. Everything's fine for it. So that's one of those things that I will sit on it a little bit longer than the person who needs to get rid of it immediately. And that's what makes the difference for us. Yeah. And so the opposite of being polite and friendly, like you touched on is being rude and picking apart somebody's item. Like we are sellers. So we 
know the tap, like we know what people do when they want to get a good deal. So we've seen it on both sides, like uh, uh, both sides of the equation. And we actually have a story from years ago. Yeah. Lexi was like a baby. Um, we, I was selling, I used to do personal training and then I did it in the house for a little while. So we had a fitness room and then we were transitioning and turning it into an office. So we were getting rid of some of the equipment that we had. And it was a Pilates machine that we had. Yeah. Um, and you had negotiated the buyer to come get it. Somebody was driving about an hour away yeah. and I took off. I think I took like $500 off the price. I think I ended were negotiating up- with his wife. Yes. And, um, it was a brand new machine, this machine, and you didn't even use this machine. We bought it to resell it. This wasn't in the office. Oh, it wasn't. Yes. No, oh, and it had a tower. Okay. It was a Pilates, no, that was a different one. Then. Yeah. Sorry. Pilates yep. reformer and it oh, had a yeah. tower on it. Um, and I negotiated with the lady. I told her, listen, this is the lowest I'm going. I think I took $500 off the price. I because think it was still going to pick it up. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. it was $1,800. I took 500 bucks off the price for eBay fees and all the other stuff uh, that I would have had to pay. It had it sold on eBay. This was a local shipping, sale. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a local sale. They came into the house. She brought her husband in the house and he started picking apart the machine and telling me, oh, these springs are worn out. Oh, this is worn out. Uh, You're going to give it to us for $1,200. I said, I'm sorry, but I've already negotiated. And I told you guys before you came here, I would not go a dime lower than that. I don't care what you pick apart on the machine. I will not go a dime lower. He goes, well, you're going to give it to us for this price because of this. That is not going to work for anybody. So do ne- don't ever do that. Don't ever be rude. If it's a deal breaker for you on the item, say thank you. I'm sorry, but it's not going to work for me. I, I'm going to walk away. And Especially you were polite. And then he got heated. He did. <laughs> so crazy. So I said, okay, thank you. Thank you guys for coming. This machine's not for you. And I opened the door <laughs> and let them go out. Well, they walked out, sat in the truck for about 10 minutes. Um, then he came back up and said, okay, we'll take it. And I said, nah, nope, I'm good. Thank you. I'm going to sell it to somebody else. And then he got mad and started beating on my door. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So (laughs) this is crazy. But that was the, uh, that was the instance of do not try to uh, insult somebody and be rude to somebody about why they should take less money for something because it will absolutely not work. Um, And most people understand that. I understand that. If it's a deal breaker for me at the price, especially after I've negotiated a price with you, I'm not going to come up and rip you apart. All I'm going to do is say, thank you. I thought it was in a little bit different shape. That would have been what they could have do it. I would have said, I'm sorry for uh, wasting your time, uh, but it's not going to work for me. And I would walk away. If they came after me and said, okay, what would you give me for it? Then I would try and negotiate again. Again. But I wouldn't pick them apart and say, hey, you're going to take this. And that's exactly what that guy did to me in my own house. And you cannot do that. That I, is no, that's what I was training a client in the back in room the back at room. the same time. And he's yelling and it's getting very loud. And yeah. it was that was the last time we really did stuff out of the house. But not to scare you because no. that doesn't that that's was happened like, one time I, to us out of I, 20 like, some years. Uh, yeah, hundreds of transactions. But yeah. we do this was a heavier item. So that's why it was at the house. Now it would be in the storage. Yeah, it <laughs> now it would be in the shop. Um, but if you can meet at a public place, it is a very Absolutely. good idea to meet at a public place and avoid bringing people to your house if you can help yeah. it. But this was a big item in hindsight, 2020. I mean, we've done hundreds of uh, transactions even through our house yeah. and never had an issue like this. So you might get somebody crazy every once in a while. Um, but I, all I did is shut the door and they're outside. He breaks the window or something like that. Come on. I mean, you you call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> that That's all it is. And, and he didn't even get to that point. He was just very upset that I wouldn't give him the deal that I originally discussed because he insulted me in my house and told me how I was going to take less money for this because he thought it was worth less money. Um, and that so, was the thing at that point. I'm like, I'll sell to somebody else. I don't want to even deal with you anymore. Um, so just be nice. It is. It is. <laughs> and yeah. And if you are going to sell something at your house by yourself, 
bring a friend over just for yeah. safety's sake. So um, if that's your only if option, that's your if only it's a big item and you have to do it, yeah. make sure you're like some people, like just what it comes to mind, like a lot of people sell out of their house, like couches or like furniture um, is typically something you're it. not going to go and bring it in case somebody says no, like yeah. you're not going to haul it somewhere. So just make sure somebody's at your house with you yeah. just for safety. Um, but out of hundreds and thousands of transactions, like we've had that one was probably the only one yeah. we could really think of like that was crazy like that <laughs> for sure and a good thing to think about if you are selling i know we're talking about negotiation people want to negotiate as well so if you are selling something locally uh facebook marketplace craigslist offer up mark it up a little bit so there is a little bit of room for you to negotiate with the person who's buying it um this is a great thing to think about so uh like i said negotiation negotiation is a game when we're buying, we want to get the best possible deal we can because our money is made on the buy. When we're selling, you want to make your buyers happy and you want to be able to negotiate the price down so they feel like they're getting a good deal as well. So Awesome. So be friendly and polite and don't be mean to people. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Great and, moral and, for this podcast. And practice. Practice. Like the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get because it does feel like it's it's a confidence thing. It is. But the more you do it, the more confidence you'll get. And then people feed off of your confidence. So. Yeah. Uh, I remember going to the flea market for the first time by myself. I did this younger with my mom and she was always kind of with me and we could bounce stuff off of each other. When I had to start doing it myself, I remember going and not even really wanting to talk to anybody at the flea market, even asking them prices on their stuff because I was worried they'd come back and I didn't know how to handle it. So now you can see muscle memory has worked mm -hmm. really well. I have no problem going up to anybody, asking them how much they want for something. When they come back, typically I say, okay, let me think about it. I just got here. And then I walk away and I do the research on the item. So um, it's exactly right. It's going to be muscle memory. The more you do it, the more you practice, the better you're going to get at it. Even your text, when you're doing it through the apps, the more that you start sending people offers and get better at your verbiage on, um, hey, yeah, um, you know, this is all that I have to spend on this. Uh, I can pick it up immediately or I can pick it up today if you're willing to take it and I have cash. Um, that is the kind of stuff that you get better and better at and you'll start to get more items when you're better at negotiation. Yeah. Thank so. you guys so much for listening. Um, and if you are listening in real time, we actually have a summit about money coming up. Registration is open if you're listening to this in real time. Uh, we kick things off February. 21st at night. The summit is February 22nd to 25th, but it's all about helping you manage your money. So making more money with a side hustle, um, saving more money with budgeting, growing your money with investing, and then being able to make an impact on other people. So we're really excited about it. We have 25, 26 um, of personal finance experts at this summit. So And registration is free. So <laughs> jump in, get registered, Your Money Summit. If you guys want to learn more about- It's yourmoneysummit.com. More about side hustles, about growing, about saving, about investing, and and yeah, giving. Uh, we have it's, some it's amazing, amazing presenters. For so, sure. So can't wait for it. You guys are rock. Have a great day. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and spending your time with us. We greatly appreciate you. That's right, guys. And we wanted to let you know about an upcoming event that we are hosting called the Your Money Summit. Um, and we're so excited about it's going to be everything from finding a good side hustle to make extra money, finding out ways to budget that work for you, figuring out ways to invest. Like all, we have so many different speakers, uh, over 25 speakers, money bloggers, money influencers, and we cannot wait for this event. It's going to be amazing guys. And go grab your seat right now. Registration is open. So you don't want to miss it. Yourmoneysummit.com. Grab your free ticket. Woohoo!